Hey kids, you're about to listen to a comedy podcast. That means that none of this is medical advice. If you need medical advice or medical care, please contact your doctor. Welcome to the Jock Doc Podcast featuring Dr. London Smith. Hello, and welcome to the Jock Doc Podcast, where we discuss fitness and health and how to incorporate our modern understanding of science and medicine into our daily lives, but without it being so boring. I'm your host, DrLondonSmith.com. I would like to begin by apologizing to our listeners. We received some feedback about the excessive amount of technical medical terms that I've been using, such as aldehyde dehydrogenase and trundle bed pan. So I'll try to temper my terminology to a simpler one in the future. Here to help with that is our producer, Cameron. Uh, oh, are we, are we, are we recording a, a podcast episode? I, yeah. You know, I came to you because I'm, I'm sick. Yeah. And you're a doctor. Yeah. Uh, and then you started recording the pod, the podcast. But that's what we do when you're in the room. So I don't know how to. Yeah, I guess that's true. It is my fault. Is I, I, I definitely understand that. Okay, you want a doctor? Th- um, we have band aids. I think. Let me root around here in the drawer. Uh, yeah. No. Yeah, I think we got a band aid. Do you like? Do you like Flintstones or are you a Powerpuff Girls type? Um, Powerpuff Girls for sure, but you know. Okay. Yeah. The empowerment, feminism. Yeah. Okay, I'm. I get uh, trying to think of what the other stuff I can do is. Uh, oh, you just don't even. You can't even think of other doctor stuff. I'm just like, well, it's it's one of these things where like I get the same type of patient all the time because I, you know, I've been specializing in these very small, like skinned knees has really been my main thing for a bit. Oh, sorry, bended. It's on the knee, of course. Hold on. Um, okay, we're, SpongeBob. Do you like SpongeBob? Um, yeah, but. You're re- you're just removing the Powerpuff Girl Band-Aid from my arm, and and it looks like you're putting it on my knee. Uh, yes, I like SpongeBob. Is that are you just asking? Are you just surveying? Well, I got a sharpie here, and I'm gonna draw a SpongeBob on. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Uh, what else? I guess. Uh, this is one of my issues. Is I don't like going to the doctor, and the doctor saying, "What else? What else can I do?" Uh, like that. Is a huge red flag to me. In, in what way? Well, because like, like you know, a lot of my medical training was done at a stand-up comedy club. No, I mean you've always described yourself as like a Patch Adams type. Yeah, I assumed that was more just because of the nose. Like you have a nose that looks like a clown nose, but that's just your nose. Yeah, well, just like bright red circle. Well, it was a graft. Yeah, I it was an organ donation. Oh, okay, yeah. But yeah, I got it from Clown. Anyway, uh, so that's our producer, Cameron. Uh, he's uh, on the up and up. I, th- I think he's recovering from whatever he has. Yeah, I mean, the Band-Aid's working, I think. Cameron, we have a sponsor today. Really? Really? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, no, it's, it's true. It's, it's Caldera Lab. Um, you know, first impressions really matter. And if you're not taking care of your skin, that's going to be the first thing that someone notices. Unless, like, it's just, you have, a, I guess, a lot of hair or something, then that could be something. But in any case, anyone, everyone will think you're either way old if you don't take care of your skin or that you just don't care about your appearance. So you can show them that you do and make a great first impression with Caldera Lab, where compliments are guaranteed. And we, so we've been actually been working with Caldera for a while now, and we've had tons of great testimonies from our listeners. A lot of people are mad about one of our very happy listeners, someone who listens to the podcast, someone who got Caldera products, really loved them, but people are sort of upset at us because of that, which, by the way, that's not my fault that someone likes a good product. Yeah, and, and like, to, to blame us, or even, honestly, to even blame him, uh, like, someone finds something that they love and they manage to innovate within their own world that they use their their influence to try something new and like people do career changes even late in life so yeah i don't think that people should be mad but uh, a lot of people have been upset with us because uh one of our famous listeners santa claus um also known as the red demon um santi panty and mr chris yeah he started trying out the skin cream and it worked so damn well. 
and took years off of his face that he has sort of pivoted to being a face model. Or as he says it, a head model. He says it's not just the face, it's the whole head. Because your yeah. hair is on your head. And yeah. I'm like, okay, I guess. Well, it's, like, I, I get that your hair's probably yeah. in the shot, but if it's still focused on your face, you're a face model. Yeah. He, he does say nothing. The neck is out. You, they can't photograph the neck at all. None of that makes it in. Uh, but he also said because just the way he applies the skincare, uh, the Caldera products, it, it also includes his fingers. So was, he's a finger and face slash head model. Yeah, and he's been, he markets himself. he's been very, very successful, which I would argue he was already very successful, and he was already on pretty much every magazine, every candy bar. Like, he, he's on millions of products already, but he um, is sort of taking, it sounds like he's taking a step back from the whole Santa stuff, the gift-giving stuff that he's known for, and is focusing hard on modeling and the, um, let's just say, L.A. modeling lifestyle. Let me just... He's uh he's very familiar with uh, snowstorms. Let me just, <sighs> yeah. He, people have noticed he's not as uh, well-rounded as he was. Yes. Before. Yeah. Um, and I'm not talking knowledge base. He's, yeah. I, I, he's smarter than ever. He's remarkably, if and this is not a claim that Caldera Lab tends to make, but he does seem to be hyper intelligent. Which might it might have been just him cooped up in the North Pole before that that kept him sort of exposed to the same ideas and now he's broadening his horizons a little bit through travel maybe it's changing. it might be just the i mean the like you were saying before people uh you know you're guaranteed compliments and maybe it's just people didn't notice how smart you were beforehand or also people are just going to call you smart no matter what because they're just trying to compliment you either is a win the caldera lab just to let you in on what santa's been doing here caldera lab creates these high-performance men's skincare products, and the regiment leads off their product lineup. It's a twice-a-day routine to transform your skin. Uh, Caldera Lab knows the skincare world has been heavily female-driven. It was the Wild Wild West for men, but now, once again, we've, we have this kind of internationally famous person who's uh, really up to the game. So, the regiment includes three products. It's a clean slate, the base layer, and the good. The clean slate starts in your day. It's a face wash that leaves all skin types refreshed. Uh, the base layer is your daily moisturizer to hydrate your skin and jumpstart your day full of confidence. And then the good is your go-to multifunctional serum at night to help your skin look tighter and smoother, as well as to help reduce the visibility of wrinkles and fine lines. Every drop of this serum is packed with 3.4 million antioxidants to protect your skin. Uh, then there's the, the Caldera Lab Icon Eye Serum. Uh, it addresses the three most common skin concerns around the eye, which is fine lines, dark circles, and puffiness. Caldera Lab is leader in men's skin care, made with only top-tier ingredients, and clinical trials have found that 94% of men's skin showed an overall younger-looking appearance after using Caldera Lab for a few weeks. And you can definitely say that Santa Claus is in that percentage because this is be- he's sort of pivoted hard towards this being his entire brand. He's, he put out a press release that said that most kids this year will be receiving uh, either skincare products or signed headshots of himself. Yeah, and like... It sounded like he's really leaning towards just the headshots. It's, he's like, he says, it, well, he's like, well, you know, this thing's worth a million bucks because my signature's on it. And guess what? It's free for me, baby. That's what he keeps saying. He says baby a lot now. Yeah. And he, it's like, hey, he does baby. Say, yeah. Once again, that like, it's not, he, he hasn't said that Christmas is canceled necessarily, but like, it, it does not seem to be on his priority list. And we are pretty close to, to the day now so i'm uh it's getting pretty dang close and he keeps saying he's like oh, i'll get to the christmas stuff he's like christmas is gonna be a little different this year he keeps stressing that and he's never said that in the like thousand years that he's been alive it's always been pretty consistently the same uh so anyway so if you want to be like santa in this sense uh one minute morning and night is all it takes to reduce your wrinkles fine lines and signs of signs of aging and just for our audience, we have an exclusive offer, the best offer available anywhere. Use code JOCKDOC at calderalab.com and get 20% off right now. That's 20% off with code JOCKDOC at calderalab.com and make unforgettable first impressions where compliments are guaranteed. It's 20% off with code JOCKDOC at calderalab.com. And uh, actually, uh, Santa asked us to read this. Um, if you want to get the best deal that Santa has to offer... Um, to his audience, which I guess is children, just send him a Christmas list and he'll find the 
headshot equivalent of the gift you want. He apparently has a like a, a wide spectrum. I saw a few of them. He was playing tennis in one. He was a doctor in one. Yeah, yeah skateboarding in just one. Just in different yeah. outfits. Yeah. Santa hats on in every one, by the way. Different outfits. And like, Santa hats on in every one. Yeah. Well, he's he 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 has said like Caldera can fix a lot of things. So far that it hasn't touched the hat hair as much. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. So uh you know, it's it's just not something that they're directly addressing. It's just Christmas is not canceled. I just want to throw that out there. Stop sending us hate mail and getting mad at us. It's just gonna be different this year. A little different. And later, Cameron tells me that we can expect a special... Oh, wait, no, sorry. You gave me the notes on this, too. We are actually really prepared and ready for this guest. Normally, we're flying blind, but today, uh, just their PR team was really pretty emphatic that we need to know what we're talking about for this. But before we move on to, to, to address all these issues, I would like to address a bit of listener feedback. So for a long time, our listener demographic was primarily composed of boys who resided in the back street for so long that they unfortunately formed a band uh but um now we're trying to listen to all these bot accounts that download our podcast so these are responses to our tiktok where we responded to uh fyp means for you page not what y'all thought it's called that because it finds content that you might like crying laughing emoji crying laughing emoji crying laughing emoji uh user junior lee 87 said quote the podcast should be called people learning tiktok acronyms great idea so um, this is a question about branding, I think. Right. Which I think that is fair, right? Like TikTok is, last time I checked, TikTok is trending. Yes. yes. So TikTok so, is trending. And so I understand from a fan perspective, like, hey, let's change the name of the podcast from Jock Talk Podcast to uh, tic- people learning TikTok algorithms and, or, and acronyms. Um, however, there's there's an issue with this that I okay um, well I mean for you you've ma- drawn so many pictures of what our logo could be if we ever got a good one and none of them have TikTok in the name none of them have TikTok but also like you know our podcast is the jock talk podcast and you're the doc I'm sort of the jock and I feel like in a podcast called uh, learning about TikTok acronyms or whatever it's called, there's no jock aspect at all. And that this podcast focuses so much on sports, athleticism, um, working out, um, hitting up babes at the gym, and all of these different things. And it doesn't sound like that would translate to a TikTok like acronym podcast. Where's the jock in it? Yeah, that's that's frustrating and like so so like I, I appreciate thank you so much for this feedback, but I don't think we are gonna try to pivot a little bit towards changing the name of our podcast. We are gonna try to, but I don't think that we'll be able to do it in such a big grand way. It'll be more in subtle ways that we'll try to do that. But thank you so much. And, that's and very please helpful. don't just because we listened to your advice and sort of you know de- declined it a bit. Please do not kill yourself. I, that has been an issue with a lot of the people who have written to the show lately, especially. Like that seems to be a consistent thing: is when we don't take the advice, we then get sort of like the, we get their obituary in the mail. Uh, so thank you so much for that feedback, and we are going to try to tweak our podcast to fit that. Um, next, uh, from user at Deep Fried Teeth Nine, quote. Bruh, y'all gotta learn TikTok lingo. Buddy, I know. Okay? And I'm trying so hard. But people keep getting on to me about my Riz, and I've got too much or not enough. I can't tell. Okay? Well, yeah, I mean, your Riz is fucked. Like, everyone knows that. I would say that's become a major component of the podcast is whether or not London's Riz is a failure today. But... To me, when I see TikTok lingo, the only TikTok lingo I can think of is is click, click, click as the second hand goes around. Because mm. a TikTok is a clock. Because of the clocks. Yeah. Mm. 
So I hope that answers the question. Um, thank you so much for your feedback. And uh, yeah, th- keep, keep uh, helping us keep this podcast right on track. We have one more. Uh, and this is one of my favorites because it has been reported and it was hidden. But we liked our account, did like the comment. This is from user at purpley, uh, sorry, purple eyebrow. Quote, are y'all actually this stupid? End quote. So first of all, thank you so much for this feedback. This is really, this is a good question. Um, one that I've been asked a number of times in my life at sort of critical transition points, I feel like. Uh, when I'm deciding what to do next with myself. Um, not, not this stupid, no. I guess is the main conclusion I've come to at most of the times. Like, I mean, my, my reply would be, are you the police? Because that, like, I've only heard the police ask this question. And they do ask it quite a bit. And I'm always like, I, like... Okay, you know, read me my Miranda rights. Don't just sit there and say, are you so stupid? Why are you so stupid? Cameron, we can't keep coming to your house for these stupid yeah. reasons. And the reasons are stuff like you, you have your bathtub and you filled up the gasoline and you, keep, you have it lit on fire, but it's like you've managed to layer it kind of like a, some science experiment, I guess, where it never goes out. Uh, and it's got a layer of water in there. I don't know. Um, well, people just don't appreciate science these yeah. days. That's, that's part of the issue. And that's the, the experiment, so, right? Yeah, when like the police or the fire department come over to help me with my science mm-hmm. experiment, there's a, a lot of the time they're not helping yeah. at all. They're just saying sort of what this commenter said, like, why are you so stupid? Yeah. Can your stupidity please leave us mm-hmm. alone? I was asleep. You didn't call 911, you called my yeah. house. Things like that. But you keep calling him officer regardless, yeah. So. Yeah. Um, so anyway, I hope that helps. Thank you so much for that feedback. That's really helpful. And uh, keep, keep, keep it up. We, we'd love to hear more, more comments and questions. Uh, and hopefully we can address them in as academic a manner as possible. But now for today's medical topic, Lewy body dementia. Lewy body dementia has features of both Alzheimer's disease and Parkinson's disease. So we've already talked about Parkinson's before, but in Lewy body dementia, the early symptoms of the dementia are predominated by visual hallucinations. So uh, rather than saying Alzheimer's where the memory tends to go first, it's visual hallucinations start. So other symptoms include Parkinsonian motor features and fluctuating mental status. And the classic thing with Parkinsonian motor features would be like a, the pill roll tremor in the hands, uh, things like that. So, some difficulty initiating movement. Since this is sort of a combo, um, Lewy body dementia that is, uh, it's a combo of Parkinson and Alzheimer's, you'll treat the Parkinson symptoms with dopamine agonists and replacement as described in our previous episode, 214. Uh, and you'll treat the Alzheimer's symptoms with acetylcholinesterase inhibitors, such as donepazil, uh, rivastigmine, and galantamine, which are all equal em- efficacy. Now, is there a way to treat this but still keep the hallucinations? Because that, to me, is like a superpower. To, like, to I see mean, stuff, yeah. To see crazy stuff. That's like you get a free movie every single you know day of your life. Yeah. And it's new. Yeah, no, I, c- I can see the, the case for that. I'd say like a lot of people do recreational drugs instead of, you know, acquire dementia. Huh, interesting. So I don't know if you've, if you're, or just, here's another one. They also just go to, to like the movie theater and they watch a movie there. Some, some people do this without anything else to modify their system because people, like storytellers have already made a film. You can be in this thing for like 90 minutes straight. And it's all stuff on the screen. Just that last note on the acetylcholinesterase inhibitors for Alzheimer's symptoms. Um, those do increase the acetylcholine level. That's, that's the idea. Uh, and yeah, I, I think that that about concludes that. All right. Uh, well, Cameron, you and I are both pretty pumped about this guest. Like, I, so I, we don't normally get name guests i guess you know like it just doesn't happen for us that often i I mean we've had some pretty big celebrities in the past we had shaquille o'neal 
Yeah, um, but etc. He wasn't super talkative in that episode. I'll, like, it's well, I I guess I no, can't. No, it, it really seemed like he hated being here. Yeah, um, I kind of hated him too. If I'm, if I'm being honest, like we both, it was mutual. Uh, but our guest today, um, we I'll, I'll say <clears throat> he's a celebrated author. Their their PR team reached out to us. Uh, it's it's gonna sound a little bit scripted, a little bit guided because uh, just there's so much to get through, and it's just so, so many accomplishments. So, but I guess without further ado, hello there. This is a uh, Mr. If I'm pronouncing this right, uh, Henry Hermy T. Elf. Yeah, that's right, Hermy T. Elf. You can just call me Hermy. A lot of people are unfamiliar with the last name. Yeah, uh, is that French? Portuguese? The T is, uh, really just stands for the. Okay. Okay. And, uh, I just, I wanted to class it up a little bit for the book. So I just shortened it to T. Great. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll make the notes here. I'm, I'm sorry. Your PR t- like they, they were great, but like they didn't c- convey that. Okay. T stands for L. They're not the best. I'm going to tell you right now, they are not the sharpest tool in the drawer. And growing up, everyone just called me Hermie. I kind of actually didn't have a last name, but once I got into medicine, and I'm sure you can appreciate this, Doc, um, you know, you have to have credentials and they don't really just like a, you know, there's no kind of doctor share. So it wasn't going to fly. So I had to have something and people would just describe me as Hermie the elf, even though there's a lot of other elves, of course, where I'm from. Uh, So yeah, that's that's just kind of the long and short of that, the name. I mean, it's just, Hermie the Elf. Well, that's interesting. I mean, where are you from? Oh, uh, yeah, I guess we should start, you know, sort of my my roots uh, from the North Pole, of course. Oh, of course. Okay. Uh, And that's, I'm just trying to think. Okay, is that, uh, which country is that? Uh, It's, uh, it's, it's an independent sovereign. Yeah, it's its own sovereign country. I guess it's not really a country. It's, it's a landmass. So I guess it's, there's no real, government there um other than what you know uh santa claus kind of decrees right yeah i I have heard not no offense to santa or anything but i have heard he runs that place a little like um how north korea is kind of run like look you know what i you know i i have to thank the guy for getting me started in the business back in when i was in that business but the guy is a strong man. I mean, let's, you know, let's, we don't have to mince words. The guy is a strong man. Right. An ice cold strong man. You do have to, I understand that to run a business like that, this business where it technically operates one day a year, it requires literally thousands of travel miles to handle. I understand running it with an iron fist, but that must be difficult, right? Well, it is because it, it's really the only night that he even gets involved. The rest of the time, it's the it's you know the elves just cranking it out. And yeah, sometimes he'll show up. You know, quality control. He likes to say, but you know, quality control is more like you know how deep is this glass that he's drinking from? There's no quality. You know, we we handle the quality control ourselves. We've been doing it for hundreds of years. Well, it's just so frustrating. I and I feel like this is maybe kind of why the your PR people reached out to us because like they, they were pretty fat. Like let's maybe not just focus so much on the tyrannical stuff for you. Yeah. Whatever. Like, you know, I, uh, so like there's a question they supplied to us. If, if I could just sure, sure. jump to that. Um, Curious to see what those, what those guys, you know, think of as good questions. Cause like I said, not the sharpest guys around, but. And I'm, and I'm sorry to like, I don't mean to derail it. We can come back to this if we feel like this isn't like fertile ground, but like, this is what they sent. So, <clears throat> Hermie, you've had quite an extraordinary journey from the North Pole to the world of psychiatry. Can you tell us about the pivotal moments that led you to where you are today? Yeah, it does. It, you know, they, they don't know how to write a natural sounding question, but, you know, it, people are curious, you know, because most of them have seen the documentary about how, you know, how I got my start. I, I, I mean, I've seen the documentary. It did, I wouldn't say when you pulled the tooth from the, the Yeti, I wouldn't call that a crime necessarily, but it wasn't not a crime. You stole a, you stole a tooth, is sort of <laughs> well, what I'm I saying. Well, didn't, I didn't steal the, 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 the animal was in horrendous pain. 
I, you know, it wasn't, I wasn't trying to steal a tooth. I was trying to, you know, relieve this, this, this creature from, uh, it's, it's tremendous pain. And again, uh, Dr. London, you can appreciate that, right? It's the idea that you want to help people that are in pain, people that are suffering. Even if those people are, you know, nine foot tall, abominable snowmen, you're still going to do what you can. And, and that was the aha moment, by the way, you know, that, that told me, I, you know, what would this be like to be a career instead of making toys to be able to reach inside people's mouths and pull out teeth? And, you know, it was very nice to, you know, relieve that pain. But then, at least according to the documentary, it seemed like he was then turned into sort of a slave who his his job was to put a star on the top of the Christmas tree. And part of me was like, well, then just don't get a Christmas tree that tall if you can't put a star on it yourself. Yeah, you know what? But now it, that's his entire his entire life revolves around putting that little star on the Christmas tree. Hey, um, sorry. Sorry, just the PR team really had made a point about this. Uh, so we don't want to use the word slave. Just let, let's just not okay. use right, that. Right, um, right. Um, he's he's a helper. Well, he's he's one of Santa's helpers by extension. Yeah, not so little, but like uh, I just right. Just just like once again, they had yeah. all these points. Yeah, that, that avoid that. Yeah, that's a that that is a big big term they like to use is Santa's helper. It covers a, a variety of ills. Believe me. Santa's unpaid helpers. Um, but that's where I realized I could break free from, from the shackles, if you will, of the North Pole and, you know, take a chance in getting into dentistry. And, yeah. you know, so that was, that was my entree. And uh, I thought, you know, it was just disgusting reaching in the mouth of a giant wild beast like that. I found out when I started, you know, in, in medical school and then getting into dentistry that I just didn't like digging around in people's mouths. It's a disgusting place. It really is horrible. Um, and so that's why I, you know, got in. I did a couple of years uh, just, you know, sort of as an, uh, um, an intern, really. Uh, but I, I just couldn't take it. And uh, I, that, that was the next pivotal moment was, well, why, you know, this drove my life for a number of years. Why am I suddenly deciding I don't like this? And trying to figure out the motivation for that is what drove me towards psychiatry. Right, right. Just trying to understand your own psyche in the matter. Yes, exactly. And once I began to understand that, I realized just like with just like with the the, the snowman, I could do this for other people. I could help other people. I could dig around inside their dark psyche and try and help them. Now, is this still in the North Pole? Like, do you still live in the North Pole? Are you? I'm there now, just because I still have a have a condo here. Uh, well, it's not a it's an apartment, um, and uh, so I'm here just for the holiday season. But uh, I actually live in Palm Springs, um, which is, uh, believe me, much much better. So when you when you're a psychiatrist, like who 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 is your normal clientele? I mean, it's not. I know, again, I, I know, I remember in the documentary, you had sort of assisted the sort of like fuckboy reindeer that was there, the one everyone hates. Rudolph, sure. Yes, that I could not remember his name, but it was like he had- I can't forget it, so yeah, trust me, I'll remind you every time. It was just, you know, he was really screwed up, his nose was f***ed up, and he had, he was like stalking this girl reindeer and stuff like that. He was such a freak. Yeah, he was a creep. I mean, I'm the first to admit it. Uh, but he was kind of my ticket out of there. And then, the, I mean, the real breakthrough was the misfit toys on that island. You know, none of us knew they were there. In fact, the documentary, you know, the guy shooting the documentary told us, what about those toys over there? We said, what are you talking about? And they just, they led us over to where we could see this island. And it was like, oh my God, how long have those toys been there? And why are they so f***ed up? What is the deal? Yeah, okay, hold on. Sorry. Um, so your PR guy, this is another, sorry, this is another point. The PR guys yeah. said, uh, yeah. suggest, if I, if I could just change sort of the angle, because I think we're approaching the right thing. It's just the angle with which we approach it. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Your adventures with Rudolph Cornelius and the Isle of Misfit Toys must have been unforgettable. Could you share some of the most amusing or heartwarming anecdotes from those times? 
Cornelius is the ginger homeless man, right? Yeah. I mean, he said he was a minor. Um, first of all, I believe he was definitely over 16. Yeah. So that whole minor thing didn't cut it. And, and he was, I mean, he was troublesome. He was troublesome. Uh, but it was, it, was a t- it was a tough time. Unforgettable was the, the only phrase in that sentence that really, I really kind of glom onto because it is unforgettable. I mean, I've gone through therapy myself. I've gone through hypnosis. I cannot forget it. But it was, you know, it was a time when I was a younger elf. Um, it was an adventure from, you know, different than sitting there just putting wheels on a wooden train hour after hour after hour uh just mind-numbing so just anything different than being just another cog in the assembly line yeah so the idea we could kind of take those toys uh and incidentally we didn't realize until afterwards they'd really gotten used to that island uh you know we said oh let's get them off of there they must be having a horrible time and they kind of like i don't know if it was the excitement of the of the moment or be getting to meet Santa. I, I don't know what it was for them. But very quickly they realized, hey, wait a minute, we've been taken from our home. It's not a hospitable place, but we've made it our home. And we're not part of the family, right? The Santa Claus toy family, but we've created our own family. And all that was ripped away from them. I'm, I'm sorry this keeps going so dark. I mean, it's just... Uh, you know, you can't even tell even the documentary, you know, as factual as it is, there's just some things you don't see. We've actually had like in years, Christmas has passed. We actually had an elf come on the show as well and talked about how uh, the dark side of the North Pole and the sort of, uh, they felt like a cog in a, in a larger system of, of abuse and, and ultimately slavery. Cause I mean, it doesn't sound like y'all were paid. In any capacity. Well, and uh, I, like I hate to harp on this, but like they were pretty. Tom, Tom, the PR guy was pretty emphatic that like let's not try to let's not label it. You know? Did I say the S word again? I'm really sorry. Yeah. It just keeps coming up. Well, every time you want to say the S word, just think Santa's helpers. Uh, and yeah, and just to, to to give my PR team uh, some cred, uh, you know, I do. I do talk about lighter moments in the books that have come out. Um, you know, darkness is fine for selling to a certain niche audience, but in reality, people want to be uplifted when, you know, they think they're hearing from, you know, an elf or one of Santa's helpers, um, somebody involved in the process of giving gifts and making people happy. So I definitely lean towards that vibe in you know most of the writing that i do do you mean to um i actually have this is another sort of like i hate to give all the credit to people but but like i am trying to follow their sort of rigmarole here so uh, if i could ask uh, your books growing up misfit and misfitting into society offer a unique perspective on embracing one's quirks what inspired you to write these books? And what message do you hope readers take away from them? Oh, well, that's funny. I, I, I don't know if you guys mind if I mention, like, you know, other podcasts on here, because uh, it's kind of like cross-promotion, I guess. But I did, I, I did a podcast recently, and, you know, because this comes from the PR people, they ask the same question, of course. Um, but I was on Smartlist, uh, and uh, I think it was Sean Hayes who asked that same question. Um, at the time I hadn't even seen the press release. I thought it was just one of his stupid questions, but it turns out it was from the PR company. Um, but I mean, it's there, there's some validity to it because not only, you know, the, the misfit toys are sort of this symbol, right? But I realize it's a symbol for everybody. We're all misfit in some way, uh, whether it's, uh, not fitting in with, you know, the group we have to work with or the place we live doesn't make us happy. So, you know, we don't feel like we fit in. Uh, so misfit is, is this sort of identifier for, for everybody. And it's the, the question of being able to find out what is your misfitness? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. What, what label do you, seems like a negative one that maybe is actually a like great, unique to, identifier for you. Exactly. And I started out with, with more of these sort of people that identify or beings that identify as fantasy beings, because 
I had kind of an in with them because of the Santa Claus connection. So like, you know, the, the big bad wolf, for instance, you know, a misfit. He's, you know, people regard him as being this horrific, angry asshole. Um, and in reality, he's just somebody looking for some friends and people just can't get past the, the big teeth, the bad breath, the, you know, the sort of unquenchable desire to, to devour people and animals and everything else that moves. Um, and so it's a little bit of a dead end helping those, those beings because they're kind of trapped in a script. And the big bad wolf isn't suddenly become the big friendly wolf. It can be hard working with convicts that are on death row like the big bad wolf um, because they a, a lot of times they don't really see the point of trying to better themselves. Like the rehabilitation isn't even on the table because, you know, they're going to be um, executed. Like there's no there's not really a um, better way to say it. Sort of like for, for the misfit, they, they need to learn to embrace their uh, again, I sort of coined this phrase, but they're misfitness. It's, you know, you can, once you embrace it, you can then look beyond it. When it is all encompassing and that's all you think about, that drives all your decisions. But once you embrace it, realize you're not the only misfit toy on the island, then you can get out of yourself and begin to perhaps help another person with their misfitness or at least. You know, widen your own world and don't focus on the misfitness quite so much. Now, I have another question from your your PR team. Um, it says, you can drop me from the tallest building and I'll be fine. But if you drop me in water, I die. What am I? That's from my, from my PR team? Yeah, it seems to be a, some sort of a riddle that your PR team said that I, I guess you had the answer for. Because I don't, I don't know what that would be. Oh, okay. So could you, I'm sorry, could you repeat the question? I, yeah, uh, you can drop me from the tallest building and I'll be fine. But if you drop me in water, I die. What am I? Yeah, no, I, I don't know why that question's there. It's not, it's not something from my book. Now I'm questioning, is your PR team connected to Santa in any capacity? I, not officially, not that I know of. Uh, I mean, the, you know, okay. the, the fat man has his fingers in a lot of pies. I mean, literally, literally pause. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Uh, PR team thing again. Uh, we don't, we don't want to do body shaming here. Uh, so yes, sure, he's a fat man, but we, we will if we're gonna say it, we're gonna say morbidly obese. Let's just be kind. He, okay, he calls himself that, so I don't know how that affects. I understand what you're trying to do, but he always refers to himself in the in the third person is let the fat man get it. That's sort of like when he's going to pick up a check, which is a very rare thing, by the way. But I, I'm, I'm sensitive to you and your listenership. So the morbidly obese man, we can refer to him as that. I mean, they, they also, the other notes here are, yeah, you can say horrifyingly morbidly obese. Uh, okay, that's, oh, okay. That's kind of refreshing, actually. The, the chunker tunker. Once again, like it's, it's just this sort of PC culture, whatever. We have to kind of adapt to whatever will sound nice. Okay. How about the big, the big gift full of nothing? It's not on the list, but it's not not like it's not forbidden. Oh, so yeah. Um, okay. All right. Yeah. Sorry, and like I, I get like I assume they're just trying to make you look good. I, I don't want someone to clip this and spin it the wrong way. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you, and I thought thank you for that. Um, yeah, I mean it's he is a he is a ripoff artist. I mean let's let's be. I, I mean he ne he's never made a toy in his life by the way, right? He's the guy who, I designed the toys. It's like, he doesn't even do that. He doesn't even do that. You know, ho, 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 I gave him the middle O. Really? And you didn't see any like royalties from that or anything? No, it was just, it, his thing used to be ho, and then he does what he thinks is like a funny, like a, a little cough and then a ho. Ho, ho. And I'm going, what is that? that you're, there's no rhythm. Yeah. I, I read his memoir. Yeah. He swore up and down that he came up with the, the middle hoe. It was called, it was called the middle hoe. No, the middle hoe was mine. Middle hoe was mine. It's why I'm not welcome. You know, I, I the only reason that they let me use the studio at, at the workshop right now is because everybody's busy. You know, this is the, this is tonight's the night for the big Christmas party that they have for the, the elves. 
before they have to really kind of get busy. And I'm going to be honest, Sam, like, it's cool that you have a studio that you can record in and we can have this conversation, but Santa sort of pivoting to a Joe Rogan style, like, podcaster, I, I didn't, I, I'm not crazy about some of the stuff he says, right? Like, I think he was, uh, he had a bigger impact when he was sort of hands-off and people didn't know his inner thoughts about literally everything. PC culture and, like, the woke mind virus and all these things that he keeps talking about. Yeah, no, the old, remember the days when, uh, you know, the only way you could reach him most of the year was writing him a letter. Uh, and then, you know, then he had his Santa's helpers at the department stores that would report back to him that were, you know, they were like his little doppelgangers running around dressed like him. Uh, which I thought was a bad president to set, by the way. Well, in his defense, because like I've done this before, like I, f- I feel like we've we've all done that before, though. Like you're talking we, about Doctor London's helpers. Yeah, like we've all done it. Like I, I don't want to say because like I think if it's done well and if it's done properly, then it's not seen as like oh you, you shouldn't do that. Like because like I have a really distinct like Santa's got his. Like the very generic style, whereas mine's pretty specific to me. Yeah, the um, lab coat. The la- yes, the lab coat. So, uh, yeah. So, but yeah, I'll I'll have my people in hospitals that are all the Doctor London's helpers, and uh, uh, j- just just to clear the like, I don't think that the the idea itself is bad. I think the application. Of oh, it. I agree. I agree. I the idea though that. Uh, you know, somehow these department store Santa Claus are reporting back to him and telling him what all these kids want. Santa, I mean, this is the gimmick. Santa already knows what everybody wants. It's part of his part of his deal. And so, what's the point of doubling up and making kids have to say it to some stranger who happens to be dressed up like him? It's so weird. It's like the taxation system. Like the government knows how much I owe. But I have to figure it out on my own. And if I get it wrong, I'm going to go to jail. And in the same way, it's like, okay, Santa already knows what I want. But if I don't ask it, I'm not going to get it. Mm-hmm. That's right. Just to go back, because like, whenever we ask the patients their symptoms, whenever Dr. London's helpers do that, like, sure, we already know. But like, I think, I think for that, it's a part of establishing rapport. Uh, once it, just just to distinguish it from well, I wish he would write back then if it's going to be rapport because it's just me writing a letter to him every year. Right, exactly. Yeah, you never get a letter back. Oh, sorry, were you talking about to Santa or to Doctor London? Both. Okay. Both. Both. Uh, well, my like it's the digital age. I, uh, writing is so hard. Plus, I have to go to the. What you could at least no, do a. F- you can't. You can't. Form f- you can't just blame. You could do a form email. I mean, how hard is that? I, at least we get the feeling where somebody's responding to us. And I'm sorry to bring it up because I I've only written you a couple of times, and it's funny, Cameron, you bring it up because I always thought, wow, little Santa, little little Santa, just when I wouldn't get an answer back, little Santa. <sighs> yeah. I mean, no offense. No well, offense, you say doctor. no offense, but here we are. You know, like. Um, but we can move on. Uh, what was the next question? Um, well, the next question I have is, which creature walks on four legs in the morning, two legs in the afternoon, and three legs in the evening? Uh, that, that's, uh, I know this, uh, because this, this actually used to be the passcode to get into the uh, workshop. Uh, it is, it's man. It's, uh, it's a uh, child in the, in the morning, which is at the beginning of their life, and then they're an adult, yeah. and then they're an old man walking with a kitty. All right, sorry, what about woman? Is woman an answer as well? It, it says man. I mean, this is just classic North Pole sexism, honestly. Like, no offense to you North Poleans, but like, it's, you are a bit backwards progressively in a lot of ways. If it wasn't for the movies, would you even see a female elf? Because they're not up there because we're asexual. We're not male or female, but they didn't, they didn't want to promote that either. When the documentary came out, there was no sign of that. You know, it was just, yeah, there's boy elves and girl elves. Now, do you, so, you, you know, you're into psychiatry, like you, have you, um, have you done uh, sessions with like Cornelius or with Rudolph, these people that you sort of grew up with and, and knew, have known for a long time? Yeah, I mean, not to use a dentist pun, but I cut my teeth on those people. I mean, it was, you know, how I started out before 
you know, I had a license or anything. I, you know, you got to kind of dabble a little bit. At least I did. And yeah, I got Cornelius, uh, you know, on the couch and talked to him about his obsession with silver and gold. I mean, it's, but you know, it just, it's kind of a, kind of a tape loop, silver and gold, silver and gold. All I want is silver and gold. And it just kind of can't get him off of it. I tried hypnosis. I tried some, some mild, mild drugs just to kind of like break him of the cycle. Uh, but he'd be right back in it again. He's out there now. He's out there right now. And this it's what he's looking for. You know, you call him a homeless man, uh, which he is, he has, he literally has no home. Uh, but he's not how he's not sad about it because he's looking for silver and gold. It's it's a constant search, constant quest. And greed is sort of like the ultimate disease. You know what I mean? Like you can never have enough if if that's what you're suffering from is is this greed for more gold, more silver. This does bring me to another question that your team had sent us. Um, it is what what gets wetter and wetter the more it dries. Uh my underwear, um, wider and wider the more it turns. No, hold hold on. I might have this. Uh, when I've gone swimming. Well, it. I mean, Doctor Lennon, it wasn't a question for you, right? What are your What are your books? I want to hear about like what you've pub- published. Uh, well, my first book uh, was uh, Growing Up Misfit, um, and it's a memoir, really. Uh, where I talk about, you know, going from toy making to dentistry and then into psychiatry. Um, oh, and sorry, sorry uh, just, I think just to the, uh, let you know that. Yeah, go so ahead. The, the PR guy, Tom from the PR team, he did say, keep the book stuff to a minimum here. He's like, let try to just, he said like, once it gets to that point, you want to try to close it out. Uh, just, just letting you know, I think we should keep listening and like, it's great. Just, just letting you know, like maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no. I'm willing to talk about, you know, anything, anywhere you guys want to go as far as, you know, my career or, you know, the time off between dentistry and psychiatry. So or- the, uh, the, the book is called, uh, misfitting into psychiatry or sorry, into society. Right. Right. That's the new one. Yeah. Right. Um, and yeah, you have the other book that pe- that's already on shelf. A lot of people already have this, but growing up misfit. Right. Growing up misfit. Um, yeah. And you can pick these up in stores. Is that true? Um, some stores, uh, Amazon certainly has them. Uh, I think, uh, they should be, or you can pre-order the new one misfitting into society, I think. And that's really where I kind of like deviate from, let's stop talking about kind of the past and talking about these fantastic, fantastical creatures and mythological beings and really get into the nitty gritty of, um, how there are misfits, uh, like I said earlier, kind of all of us are misfits in a way. And this really is sort of like, how do you misfit into society? So you don't necessarily have to worry about standing out when you realize everybody's got their issues, their deal. Yeah. Okay. That, so they, they said like, once you're, once you start getting all empathetic that we really should wind it up. Um, sorry, whatever you say, like we should understand these people. I don't know. I don't know what it is about Tom, your PR guy, but like, they, they were so predictably clear about this. Like, really, once it gets to this point in the interview, once you say, relating to these misfits, once again, reiterating this point, that we're do- like, we should end this now. Oh, well, let's, let's, if you, if that's up to you, no, it's your like, show. I mean, I'm I happy just, to go completely off the reservation and not worry about. From the way they put it, it they said, like, the, going off the reservation is their worry, I think. They talked like that's the jumping off point. That's the trigger point. At which point we should cut you off. Which I don't want to say it like that, but that's really the vibe that I got from them. Oh, really? Like, like I'm sort of I go out of control or something if I get off the script or I'm not pub- publicizing the books. I mean, well, it it sort of seems like your PR team sees you as a bit of a misfit as well. I, the, yeah, doubtless, doubtless. Oh. I- I'm getting a text, sorry. Um, it does say, walk on the living, they don't even mumble. Walk on the dead, they mutter and grumble. And the answer is leaves. Again, this is a terrible riddle. Like, this is an awful riddle. Why? Who is sending these? Is it Tom? I don't know. It's from a different number each time. So it seems like they're almost spoofing numbers. <laughs> this is uh, this has only happened once before. Uh, and fortunately, it was, you know, on The Tonight Show, and they don't really have any sort of live input. 
So they were texting, but you know, it wasn't going anywhere. So it didn't really derail anything like it's doing here. I feel terrible about this. I mean, these crazy questions and this uh, the weird advice they had about, you know, how to kind of ma- manage me like I'm going to go crazy. Did you do when you were on the Tonight Show, did you do some crazy shit with Jimmy Fallon like play beer pong or like crack an egg on your head or something? I did that the the that impression, the singing impression thing that he does, the the wheel. Oh, yes, the the roulette. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that was that was fun. Uh, I mean, he kicked my ass. I don't really do impressions, but... Um, oh, yeah. No, I mean, you know, I, that's sort of the fun of Jimmy Fallon's show is that everything he does is sort of like a vanity thing for himself, and you get to just sort of be there. Yeah. I mean, it, you know, he's, he, was, he was a fun guy. I'm not going to, you know, sit here and tell you he wasn't, but yeah, there's a little bit of Santa in him, if I can say that. I mean, I get it. Yes, I see that for sure. Okay, sorry. This is another PR. Like, I I feel like we when you start comparing the any any major network host to a certain guy who we've already used the S word about. um, Oh, that maybe it's time to like shut things down. I guess. I mean, sure. It's up to you know. It's your show. Uh, Yeah. Well, just like. Uh, well, like I said, you're, you're a big guest and we're trying to keep having big guests. We want to make this a regular thing. And so if we, d- I d- I'm afraid that if we don't comply, that it will cause, like, that we won't get the next guest. You know what I mean? Oh, um, cards on the table. Tom told us if we're good, we can actually get the big man himself on the show. And no offense, we love having you on the show, but like. Oh, okay. No, 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 no. I, no, no, no. I see. Okay. Now I see where this is going. And, uh, I'm sure that if uh, there wasn't some sort of like direct line to the morbidly obese man, uh, I probably wouldn't be here tonight, would I? Oh, no, I wouldn't say that. Oh, no, because we love oh, having you on. Uh, oh, we could have. Yeah, no, you're so. Yeah, I get it. I get it, guys. I no, 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 no. I get it. I get it. I get it. Fine. Hey, it's been a pleasure being here. Uh yeah anything you want to promote like uh, your books obviously anyone you give want to give a shout out to no just just get the book yeah okay um also you know unrelated you might want to listen to succotash podcast that's a great way to find comedy podcasts no relation to us really we don't this we're kind of just a pretty much a joe rogan style podcast slash medical education podcast that's really what we are so but thank you so much uh hermy yeah, yeah, I, I really appreciate the whole kind of like medical simpatico, man. Just kind of really, really kind of like, uh, hey, welcome me in. Don't, don't really talk about my practice at all. Um, uh, but that's fine. That's fine. That's fine. No, 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 no. Well, just like you talk, you said, you said the book. Like, I okay. Uh, thank you, thank you so much, to producer Cameron. Thank you, dude, you're doing the host. 